Hey guys, you are tuned in to Lit Talk with yours truly, Kita G, and today we'll be chopping it up with Coach K, yes, sexpert and relationship enhancer. And we will be getting some gems dropped in our basket about sexuality and relationships, so you don't want to miss this. Tune in. Coach K, hi. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How awesome. are you? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm fine. Thank you so much for calling up. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I am happy to be here. <laughs> so just to give my listeners a really good idea. First of all, who is Coach K? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And then we're going to get into what you do and how it impacts people as a whole, um, relationships as a whole, and individuals as well. Absolutely. Well, my name is Kanya Ford. I'm a married mother of five amazing little kiddos. Um, I, <laughs> I am a retired employee uh, by force and mm-hmm. Happily, happily mm-hmm. joined the entrepreneur uh, world full time recently. Thank you, COVID, for what you have done for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know what? Let's get into it now. Um, first of all, I love the idea that um, you took an unfortunate circumstance and used it to your benefit. Um, as far as um, losing your job and then creating your own. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do. So you are a sexpert and a relationship en- uh, enhancer um, as well as a doula. And what else? <laughs> business coach. I do so much. <laughs> and a business coach. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Yeah, no, this is, listen, this time has brought a lot out of people and I think it has forced people to dig deep inside of them and find what they are great at and I think this is the perfect time if you have not done that it's the perfect time to try and do so because I think people are looking at you know the whole entire pandemic situation as a a really negative uh event but there's so much positivity coming out of the circumstances that we're facing uh, right now that it's kind of hard to overlook yourself and overlook what's great about you and and assess yourself and see what you can contribute to the world and I find it interesting because I always wanted to meet a sex expert because I've always had so many questions um, to ask but um, can you tell my listeners a little bit about exactly what a sex expert is how they can help other people and how they've been able to um, identify common um, conflicts as well as um, experiences amongst uh, couples and individuals. Um, Can you explain a little bit about that? Absolutely. So I'll start with just myself. You know, I've always been just completely curious about human sexuality uh, I grew up in the era of latchkey kids, you know, drug addicted parents. I'm 41 years old. So I, I had a functioning um, addict as a parent. 
and everything that I had to learn about sex and sexuality I learned from middle school on up in the street and so my goal was to be the resource that I did not have coming up yes we had health and PE they taught us the basics the ins and outs but when you're in a situation as a young woman and you're you know with a guy who's like oh my gosh you're so cute and he convinces you to give him one of your most prized possessions in the world which is your virginity and your body it leaves your mind in a different state and so the realm of um, sexuality coaching that i went into was to focus on young ladies and women who have been in that space and now they're functioning kind of on autopilot. And so I helped to connect the woman that they are today with where they were lost, put those together so that in today's present moment, they're able to own their sexuality as their own and maneuver in the world in a way where it's mine, I can choose to do with it what I want to because when we can finally make the connection between our sexuality and ourselves it's how we show up in the world it's what clothes we put on in the morning it's if we do our makeup it's us that's my entire purpose and goal um, of being a sexuality coach hmm so would you say that your sexuality plays so basically what I'm getting is that your sexuality plays a lot into your identity absolutely who you present yourself as um, every single day. Wow. So in a society where um, sexuality, I, I kind of find that society is a little bit over-sexualized. Um, do you find that uh, it, pro- it poses more conflict uh, within individuals or does it put them in a comfort zone when it comes to sex um, and being in a sexu- over-sexualized society? So the crazy thing is someone who acts out sexually is probably in a trauma state and they have no ownership of their sexuality at all. If you think about a child who's been um, touched inappropriately, they typically grow up in an over-sexual state. And that's because they've lost control of that sexuality piece because someone took it or someone violated it. When you truly own it, then you show up differently. You're able to dull it out how you want to. You're able to set boundaries and say, you're not able to speak to me this way or touch me this way. So it's that connection that I'm aiming to get into young ladies. And I really, I go back and I think about um, the song that's been so controversial. People are over it now, but um, why? You know, if you listen to the lyrics, take out everything else you know the video is visually pretty or whatever but if you listen to the lyrics these are two women who are saying this is exactly what I want this is how I want it and this is the outcome of it they're not saying you know one of them is married so she could be very well talking to her husband and even if she wasn't it's okay she's just saying this is what I want she's not saying hey 15 guys come jump on me she's saying to an individual person this is what I want this is how I want it and this is the outcome she owned that moment. <laughs> mm, that's an interesting way of, well, actually that is 
that is pretty much the gist of the um the, the song it is a uh <laughs> it is an empowerment song and it's kind of hard to dissect that um when you're dealing with lyrics that are explicit mm-hmm. and you're dealing with um you know you're dealing with outward sexuality which is which I find to be very a weird kind of imbalance in our society because on one hand it's an over sexualized society Mm -hmm. and on the other you have people saying that's too much you know what I'm saying that's not you know so it's kind of an imbalance and so where does that leave young girls so you're in a society where you see that sexuality is uh, fluid um, but then you have people who tell you this is how you should be mm-hmm. this is how you you know that that's not something you should focus on um, but in but ultimately we know in reality that um, sexuality is something that become that we become that that becomes us you know so how do how, how does a, a child, who hears and is exposed to these things um, supposed to objectively look at sexuality, especially a young woman. Um, how, how do you, that, that's, it's weird to me and I'm a grown woman. So <laughs> how does that play out? <laughs> you know, the, how does that play out? Because it's, it's, a, it's a natural thing to be sexual. Yeah. It's a natural thing to have sexuality. Um, but you have traditional people that will say that you need to suppress those those um, desires, you know. And some a song like WAP would just be giving the wrong idea. But in all, but but ultimately, at some point, that person grows up into an adult and they discover they rediscover what's already been discovered. How do you think young ladies can can receive the this, the the sexuality without it um, taking over their whole entire, you know, because young people are impressionable so we don't want our young people to be naive to sexuality but we don't want them to um overdo it so how would a young lady register this and health in a healthy way the one word is education we have truly gone mm-hmm. away from educating our youth on what sex and sexuality is the physical act of sex versus sexuality, intimacy, love, and you know, are totally different things. But we put everything in this one box of if the penis goes in the vagina, that's sex and sexuality. Well, no, that's one aspect mm-hmm. of it. So when we're able to educate our young ladies and young men, because we need to definitely hone into our young men too um, then we arm them with the idea of I'm going to look past her boobs are out with pasties and her butt is flaring everywhere and I'm able to listen to the song and appreciate the beauty of the video but I don't want to go out here and do it so when we're armed with mm. an education of understanding what we own as sexual beings then we're not out here trying to figure it out because when 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 children are left to figure it out they gravitate to what's the easiest thing 
And right now, like you said, with that mm-hmm. over-sexualization, the easiest thing is to turn around, shake your butt on camera, and get a bunch of likes. Why? Because they're trying to figure <laughs> it out. No one has educated them on, guess what? Someone will love your mind way more than your body. But we are not ready to have that conversation so that they know all about sex and sexuality and they put it away and they put their mind first. Hmm. I like that. I like that. That's something to think about, guys. So we're going to fast forward a little bit. So let's say young ladies in a relationship. It's so interesting to me because you see sex everywhere. Um, But in order for a relationship to work, it has to be more than sex. The question that I pondered and I still ponder that I still debate is how important is it to have sex in a relationship? Is it really, really, really that important? Is it important to the point where you should be left if you decide, you know, I'm not sexual right now. I don't want to engage with my mate. Is it important to to the extent that someone should leave someone because of it or lack of lack thereof that is a the the big old answer in the sky is that's case by case but the reality is if someone is leaving because of physical activity is not happening um then whoever is walking away the person that stayed dodged a bullet because they are not filled with anything else other than a physical act or a physical being. Um, one of the things, and I literally just posted, um, put out a newsletter today that talked about that because there's a, a huge increase of divorces and splits since the pandemic hit. And one of the things I ask all my coaching clients is, what are your top three things? What are, you, what are the top three things that you need in a relationship for it to last? And for me, it's communication, finances, and intimacy to include sex. Would I leave my husband because he's not having sex with me? Absolutely not. Why? Because I can go do it myself. But if he holds me every night and maybe he cannot perform, maybe he's on, you know, medication, which stops his sexual drive. I've had five children. There were times where I just did not want to because I was had a baby on a boob. I was still recovering. I got a set of Irish twins, which means that 11 months and two weeks after one, another one was being born. But he wasn't looking to leave hmm. me because our relationship was filled with more than what it feels like to come. And that's the bottom line. I could hold him. I could wash his hair. He could bathe me. He could hold me. He could hold my hand. We had intimacy in addition to just the physical act of sex. Not be something that causes someone to leave unless they're having sex with someone else. That's different, (laughs) you know. Um, Mm. But if if Mm. the act of sex has lost, have become lost in the relationship, it's time to have a discussion preferably with myself so we can figure out why and then we can get back to that mode 
but sex is a, a major part of a relationship. Hmm. I'd like to think so. I just don't feel that people should be left no. for that. And I hear a lot of stories. I see a lot of stories. You have men and women talking about I was cheated on because, uh, you know, the sex, you know, it stopped or it, it stopped being good or it stopped. You know, I just don't feel that if you are being left, it has nothing to no. do with sex. It, it was, you know, I don't no, feel it, that. If someone cheated, it was in them before they met you. It is an insecurity and a missing link within their person, within their personality and within their upbringing. I literally have a guide of the four steps um, from infidelity. And the very first thing is, it's not about you. That person cheated because they had something going on with themselves. You can give them, I mean, let's be honest. You can bust a wide open every single night and they will still if they have it in them go to someone for emotional support they don't even care about being physical with that other person Mm. so cheating has nothing Mm. to do with sex it is an emotional missing link within someone that they did not get growing up or a moral that was not taught to them growing up Mm. So I, I like to think that that's a, you know, sometimes when a person refrains from sex, it's it's a, it's it's almost a setting a boundary, even if it's a a, a a conflicting boundary, it's 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 still a personal boundary at that point. Um, when it comes to that, um, how do how do we handle conflicts of sexual boundaries in a relationship? Um, you may have someone who may be interested in a certain sexual act, but then you have their partner who doesn't necessarily want that. How do people handle those kind of issues in a relationship? That's a really good question. And it comes down to communication and compromise. Um, One thing that I know for sure is I am for the anal play. I I commend anyone who's into it, but I'm an exit wound only. Um, I think, and the good thing is I share that same consensus with my husband because we talk but after 17 years together 16 married or 18 years something like that we're it's over the 15 year mark (laughs) after that long you know (laughs) that's a beautiful (laughs) thank you you've been married don't even remember don't even remember how long it's been (laughs) that's a it's a rarity nowadays but i love it but you know if you ask me I would be more than open to try it, but the discussion would be if at any moment in the trying phase, I am uncomfortable and I want to stop, we must stop and that will be it. I think everything could be tried, not necessarily done. And that's where I think the connection needs to happen. Just because you set out to try, does not mean it has to be accomplished. So being able to say, I'm open to it, let me see, or I'm not open to exactly that, but here's a compromise I'm willing to try. Mm. Compromise. Yes. Big C word. One of the most important C words when it comes to sex. Yeah. We all know the other. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> Um, but 
just to shift a little bit um when it comes to exploring sexual inhibitions and not so much boundaries but just inhibitions like okay i'm shy about doing this i'm shy about doing that would you consider the same principle of compromise how do you handle uh couples um that you counsel um uh when it comes to common inhibitions that they may have like how do you handle that because i know there's some people who may be interested in exploring their sexuality to the fullest extent but there's just certain things about them that they might not be comfortable with how do couples manage to um I, I'm, I'm gonna assume they do compromise right that they come to some kind of agreement how does that work only if they're willing to talk about it um because when we meet people we didn't grow up in the same household we don't have the same background so if you meet a churchy McChurchington mm-hmm. and you are a devil McDevilton <laughs> and you guys want to come to some kind of compromise, <laughs> it's going to be difficult. Well, that's going to come with building trust bonds. That's going to come with having so many other conversations. Like, for instance, my husband is dead set on this whole recycling thing. He was like, I'm getting into heaven because I'm going to keep recycling. I was like, okay, whatever. But you seeing on other stuff <laughs> so, so I, I went on Amazon and he doesn't know it he's going to walk into it but I ordered this trash can that has a recycle side and trash can side I build small bridges of trust with him that we've been building for years so it's listening to your partner understanding what they do and they are willing to do and then using those as leverage try those if they say you know what i'm not into sex before marriage that's the church in mcchurchington and there's nothing wrong with that so if anyone's (laughs) listening to me i'm not making fun of i'm just naming people because it's easier this way um and the other partner who's been you know double mcdevilton who's been all through and it's like but i like sex so what do we do well, if Churchy McChurchison says, hey, you know what? I don't believe in sex before marriage. However, I'm willing to mirror with you. You masturbate on your side of the room, I masturbate on mine. We can look at each other. We can please each other without touching or inside, you know, actually having intercourse with each other. And we're still following the law of what I believe in, but we're having an intimate moment and we're doing something different. I do, I do, I do, I do. All right, final sex question, and then we're going to get into a relationship, a couple of relationship questions. Would you say sex is more physical or more mental and emotional? In reality, it's more um, emotional and um, mental. But in perception, it is more physical because we always take our mental aspect and we tuck it away and we forget how much it's it's so strong in our life. We just put it on the back burner. Well, we always remember the physical part. Always. Hmm. I think that's the most memorable part of it all. I don't think after after the physical, you really don't remember what you were thinking about during <laughs> before you before you finished if it was any if it was any good you know if you if oh you yeah 
<laughs> but um, <laughs> all right. So all right. I, I'm I'm loving I'm loving this. You have to Absolutely. come back. You have to come back. You have to come back and give our listeners some more to talk about because there's so many more questions that I have to ask. But I don't want to take up too much of your time. But relationship question extremely important i don't think people even realize how important it is and it doesn't just apply to someone who has been in a long-term relationship like you it applies to anyone who is in a relationship but let's talk about the idea of identity in a relationship because one of the um key facts that i got from your website was that you like to explore um what pe- how people are viewing themselves in a relationship and how to bring that back full circle. So when it comes to identity in a relationship, um, when one finds themselves losing essence of who they are, how do they begin to reclaim that? Especially when you've been in a relationship for so long. I know that you and your husband at this point could probably fill- finish each other's sentences. You probably know each other's every move. Um, have you ever had a time when you said, okay, I'm losing myself or have you ever counseled a couple or counseled an individual that has found themselves in a long-term relationship and they don't necessarily real look at, see themselves the same anymore. How do you help them deal with that? Um, that is probably, I honestly would say that's probably the one thing that will break a relationship and marriage and people don't even realize it because who we are when we meet Mm. changes so much that we don't recognize each other within those five to seven years. And fortunately for my husband, that's something I identified like two years before I even met him. I was 21 when I figured this out. Um, But everyone does not, is not able to Mm. do that. And so in that article that I just wrote, I talk about how when you don't meet somebody that compliments you, what happens is you either try to transform yourself or you try to transform them. And in doing so, you completely lose Mm. who it is that you met and wanted to be with. And so in order to get back to that place of you, the thing you have to do is even recognize that you lost yourself and then you have to acknowledge that it happened you have to accept it and then you have to work towards well who am I and I will say for myself I have five children so I became mom for what my oldest is almost 22 but at have after having number five wow I think when he was about eight years old I had to say oh my gosh okay I need to get back to myself because I'm mom I'm an employee I'm a wife I'm a business mm-hmm. owner I'm a dog owner I had to peel back all of those layers <laughs> and remember <laughs> that I'm Kanye that's who I am <laughs> And I had to march in that because I found her back when I was 21, but then I had to refind her again. And you have to do that over and over and over. 
And the boot camp that I have, which is called On Your Ears Sis Boot Camp, I literally take people five weeks, women. Men are okay, but this is focused on women because I am one and I can speak to it. I take them through five weeks of peeling back layers to get back to themselves. And once you get to that point, you don't hold those mm-hmm. layers on. And it's literally, it's physical activities every single week that you put yourself through mentally. Because what did I say? You'll compartmentalize the mental, but you will remember the physical. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Well, I like, I really, really, you know, I think it's important that people, I don't think people realize how important it is to um, talk about these things. I don't think a lot of people do. And I think a lot of people's relationships eventually dissolve because they don't acknowledge um, these issues that Mm -hmm. are pretty common, that would feel very rare in a relationship if you've never been through it before. And I think that's what I'm getting from what you do. That's the most important thing that you contribute to um, those you come in contact with that actually use your services um, because it's something that it, it feels taboo. I, you, you know, it, it feels awkward sometimes to have certain conversations with your significant other because either you don't want to offend, you don't want to turn them off completely. So I think that uh, having a sex expert, guys, if you're having issues in your relationship, whether it be sexual, whether it be uh infidelity issues whatever the issues are i think a sex expert and a a relationship enhancer would definitely help you so coach k if my listeners wanted to utilize your services how would they contact you what is what are your uh your uh platforms well i am on instagram as well as clubhouse under the username coach k 101 and that's c-o-a-c-h-k-a-y-101 on Facebook, um, you can find me under Love and, and and is spelled out, Love and Intimacy 101. Or you can go over to my website, which is loveandintimacy101.com. And if you're looking for that boot camp to learn more about that, you can go over to ownyourishsis.com. Or you can just text me or call me at 804-967-4551. All right, guys, so you know where you can reach her if you're having issues, if you want to discuss things that maybe you can't discuss with your significant other, but you want to bring it all full circle, you know who you can go to. Coach Kate, thank you so very much for calling up to the show and spending some time with us and dropping some jewels that I think is going to help just to get the conversation started. So thank you so much for your time. And I hope that you won't be a stranger to our show. Not at all. I appreciate you for having me. And I definitely am ready to come back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. Until we meet again.